Have you started live streaming on your YouTube channel yet? If not, why not? What's preventing you? What's holding you back from pressing the go live button? And if you have gone live, are you looking to build a bigger audience, bigger community to get those subscribers, to get those views and spread your message even further? On today's episode of Tube Talk, we're diving into live streaming, what you need to know, the do's and don'ts, tips and tricks, so you can rock your live streaming session. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm your host. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small understand their channel, understand strategies, get more subscribers and more views. Now, going live is one of those strategies. It's one of those strategies that helps you reach out to a much broader audience and a new audience to get you those eyeballs to hopefully convert them into subscribers. But many people don't want to be put up on that spot. Pressing that going live button is far scarier than pressing a record button on your camera that you can edit later. But to put us at ease and to really help us get awesome at going live, I've got here the one and only guru of live, Luria Patrici. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I love <laughs> chatting live. Well, so I help people create professional and authentic live videos so that you can grow your audience and have an impact in the world. It was 2005 when I first started, and that was early days of podcasting and when podcasting meant video and audio. Now it just means audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, this was before YouTube was really a thing. So I actually didn't start YouTube for five years because I was building my audience on iTunes because that was the only option back then. Um, And so I did a tech show, uh, started that in 2005. It was recorded video, but I very quickly in 2007 dived into, um, dove into live video (laughs) and uh, get the grammar right. Um, And so uh, I started doing live video consistently for my own audience um, using professional gear, really expensive gear at the time. Uh, It's it's brilliant how it's come down uh, yeah. in cost. And um, I started with uh, Leo Laporte doing like TV shows and was co-hosting with him. And then was like the live video is where it's at. I got to start doing this. And so I've been doing it since 2007 on a weekly basis or daily basis uh, for myself and then Panasonic and AT&T and Samsung and a variety of names. So uh, yeah, it's been a long journey of different brands, different names that I've used <laughs> over the years and uh, just a lot of exploration in terms of live video, recorded video and building audiences and communities. So, so clearly videos in your passion, you understand it. <laughs> you seem to prefer the live versus the recording. Is there a reason for that? Did something draw you specifically to that live kind of element of that? I love live because of the connection that you're building with your audience. It's an actual conversation and engagement. Um, Live video is so freaking powerful from a community perspective and from an you know, just a a natural human being perspective, right? We desire, we don't desire, we need 
human connection as a human being. And so that live video is like the best way to connect with other people around the world and build real friendships um, without having to travel and without having to be physically in the same place. Uh, and so, yeah, like that's why I love and focus on live video. I did video on like video and live video for 10 years and I still do a lot of video, but mm. live video is definitely my passion because of the power that lies behind it. And it's so funny how many people are so scared of the fact that you cannot edit, you know, like yes. whatever happens, happens. But you need to embrace it. If you're going live, it's gonna go wrong, and just own it and just roll with it. That's how. That's how live. That's what happens in a live broadcast environment. How do you yes. get people over that initial fear of, oh, if I press the live record button or the go live button on my Streamlabs OBS or on my camera on my phone, I, 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 people freak out. How do you get over that? You know, it's a decision. Um, I totally get it because I lived it. I, I lived that fear as well. So back in 2005, when I recorded my first video, I called my mom crying, literally <laughs> called her crying. I was like, I'm never going to make it. People are going to hate me. <laughs> and of course that didn't happen. Um, and then my live video, my first live video experience was on TV. <laughs> Crazy nice. to be just jumped jump in the pool right? right um but my first like unscripted because i was doing full scripts like i i right. didn't do any kind of video without a script or a plan and so when i had my first interview with podcast 411 rob walsh was way back in the day 2005 six Mm -hmm. I uh, literally knew what questions he was going to answer or ask. I wrote out the scripts for my questions. And then when he asked something that wasn't on my plan, I was yep. freaking out, right? <laughs> so I get it. Like I've lived that fear. But the, the choice is to do it or not to do it, right? So we all have fear. And we if, fear is a natural instinct. It's a necessary um, part of our being. We sure. use fear to stay safe and to stay alive, but fear gets involved when it shouldn't. And so we have to control our own brains and say, okay, is this going to hurt me physically? Right? Am I going to die? <laughs> or am I going to just live through it and have some uncomfortable moments? Right. And with live video, let's face it, you're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you have to realize the fear is not a useful thing in that moment. It's not right. trying to keep you safe. So you have to overcome that by making a choice. And it's as simple as that. I know it doesn't feel as simple as that, mm. but it is a choice. And you have to realize that you are in control and you are in the power um, you have the power to get over that fear. Maybe not necessarily get over it. Like a lot of people don't ever get over it. I, I still, when I'm doing something new in live video, or I feel like it's really important video that I need to make, and mm -hmm. I really want to get a point cr across, am I going to say it right? Am I going to screw up? I still feel that for after 13 years of doing this stuff, right? Yeah. So so don't get over it. Don't try and, and, and win at it. 
you win by just doing it anyway and realizing that it's not mm -hmm. going to kill you. It is just going to be a, a, an uncomfortable moment that we have to get past and, and feel the fear through, right? Things yeah. are going to happen, but I'll be okay. Life will be fine. I spoke to kind of with a lot of people who are going live for the first time and their interpretation is, is just like off the scale. And for I normally sure. say to them, what's the problem? Like, what are you worried about? Most of their responses have been, well, two things. One, that gear and technology is going to go wrong. It's going to let us down. Yeah. And then the second one has been, what if nobody shows up? And that seems to be the worst fear. How do we deal with that? So here, just to speak to those two things. And then the other thing that people fear is what people will think of them, right? Okay, so yeah. uh, first, the tech. Guess what? <laughs> it's going to go wrong. <laughs> I've got to tell you a story here. I've got to tell you a story. Okay. I do live, live training on the VidIQ channel every Wednesday. We're about to go live. It's five minutes to air we get a tornado warning and there's no. no power or internet. And I've got <laughs> 200 people in the waiting queue to go yeah. live. What do you do? You know what you do? You roll with it. That's what yep. you do. And they were perfectly fine. We created a new stream. They headed over to that and it was fine. So yes, gear and tech, as much of a technology freaks as we all are, stuff's just going to go wrong. It's just going to happen. And yes. at the worst possible time, right? 1000%. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and that's the key word that you said you had fun, right? And, yeah. and with everything when it comes to live video and all these fears, if you adopt fun as your attitude and your motto, then you'll get through anything. You need to realize that the experience that you're providing your audience is the most important thing that you need to focus on, right? So right. if you are providing an amazing experience, regardless of what happens with the tech or the tornado warnings or anything, then they're going to have fun and they're going to enjoy it regardless. Like they love live because anything can go wrong. So right. enjoy the process. So yeah, get good at the tech. Like you practice with the tech ahead exactly. of time, right? Like mm -hmm. get, understand what you're doing. But when you go live, there it may be the first time out, it may be the 10th time out, it may be the 100th time out when something disastrous happens and your stream goes down, but it's live and it's going to happen. It happens to news stations, TV broadcasters, it happens to everybody. You just Google and, and pull up TV bloopers, you'll see it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but that's a great point, though, because we keep on forgetting that live wasn't invented by YouTube. It wasn't invented by right. Facebook. It wasn't invented by LinkedIn. No. Live was invented way back in the broadcasting days when you had an on-site broadcast where you people mm -hmm. went live on the scene and things went horribly wrong. Horribly. So that, that is a great way of looking at it. It's, if yes. they could mess this up so badly and they're a team of 30 professionals why are you putting yourself under so much pressure to be perfect every single time? Well said. That was your point. I'm just rephrasing. Good point. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll take one together. That was, okay, was okay sounds good. I liked how you phrased it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So that's so tech, it's going to go wrong. Learn, learn the tech as best as you can to minimize things going wrong. Mm -hmm. But if it does go wrong, uh, so, so, so be it. Roll with it. Have fun with it. Totally. Okay. Next That's, point was the yeah. scary bit of I'm pushing live. I get zero people showing up. You should celebrate it. 
because you know what? It gives you a chance to actually get good at it. <laughs> it's, wow. you know, in the beginning, it is very possible that no one shows up if you don't have like a, an already big audience, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to happen if, you if you're just getting started or you don't have a huge audience yet. You might get one person to show up. Treat that one person as your best friend. Like you need to, live video includes a whole lot of technical issues. It includes um, a lot of brain space, like brain power. You're multitasking. You're thinking about comments. You're thinking about the tech. You're thinking about what to say. You're thinking about what could go wrong. I call it the live adrenaline monster, lamb. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Good and, call. Yes. Yes. And he's attacking constantly, right? Telling you all the things that can go wrong and he's just attacking your brain. And so it's okay that no one's there yet. Treat it at that point as a video that you were doing in one take and you're just going to power through it. You're going to mess up how you say it and that's okay because, hey, you know, it's just, you're just doing it in one take. And, mm -hmm. and if you say something wrong, you just keep moving. And then if there's no one there to engage with you, just wrap it up like you would a normal video. And then guess what? It becomes a regular video after the fact. Mm. And it's totally okay. If there's one person there, like I said, treat them as your best friend, really make them feel special and prepare ahead of time so that you uh. know what you want to say so that you're not thinking of it on the fly. And then over time, you will grow your audience. And, you know, if you want, we can discuss that. But that's, there's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing if no one shows up right away because you've got, you got to figure it out in the first place. Because it's all about the preparation at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Just like you would never switch on the camera and go, oh, I wonder what I'm going to make today. You right. know your five bullet points. You know what you're going to say. You, kind of, you have an idea. Well, or at least you should by now. I mean, really. And then <laughs> when you go live, it's the same thing. Is there a show formula kind of that you would um, advise people to have or some like mm -hmm. idea of what, what they should say when or kind of, or is it just as fluid as like, these kind of discussions? Yeah. Uh, and I can actually give this to you in a PDF that I have. Um, so you can link to it. Um, this is, uh, this is the structure. I call it the show flow. So it, it matches very closely what you would do in a recorded video. So you're probably familiar with most of it, right? And so you do want to prepare. You want to think, all right, what do I want to say? Try and break those things up into three steps or three ways to accomplish something or, you know, segment it out so that you have break points. So that's your preparation. When you go live, you start by intro or teasing. Uh, hey, what are they going to learn? Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to share with you today the secret to life. You're going to live to 200 years old. Okay. Okay. Ease them. Um, <laughs> tell them what they're going to get. Uh, then introduce yourself and ask a question. Um, you know, you play up the questions a little bit more than in recorded video. Uh, but you're going to ask a question of the audience. And this is more for the replay viewers than it is yes. for the live audience. Because by that time, you may not have a live audience because this is going quickly, right? Tease, mm -hmm. intro, uh, question. Right. And, and then you maybe answer the question yourself. So there's a delay with live video. So anytime you ask a question, just be prepared to wait 
but you don't want to just wait awkwardly. Like, <laughs> yes. hey, what's your favorite animal? <laughs> Awkward silence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just waiting for the responses yeah. to come in. <laughs> Anybody at all? Anybody yeah. out there? Hello. <laughs> it's so awkward when you make yeah. it, like when you call out the silence. So be prepared to just answer that question yourself. Hey, what's your favorite animal? For me, I know my favorite mm. animal is chickens and here's why. That's oh God, not- I wanted you to answer that question so badly now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then once you've answered that, look at the comments. Just You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just briefly glance at the comments. Mm-hmm. If there are other comments, then then actually respond to the comments. Call people out by name and say, oh, well, Leron says his favorite animal Pepper. is dolphins. <laughs> um, and then if there's no comments, again, don't call it out. Just keep moving into that first point that you want to make, right? Okay. Focus on that point and think of that as a as an engagement free zone. <laughs> right. Don't get distracted by engage by by comments. Uh, deliver your information. Deliver some value if that's what you're there to do, and and tell a story or tell people how to do something or whatever that value point is for you. And then when you're done with that first segment, then you break for engagement. Um, the worst thing that you want that you can do and, and what you're trying to avoid by doing this segmentation process is actually saying, okay, I'm going to give you the secret to life. If you want to live to 200 years old, you're going to buy, oh my gosh, Sue, I can't believe you're here. Thank you so much for showing up. And but, right, like, Right. Wait, you, hold on. You, what am I supposed to buy? Hold, right. what, wait, what? <laughs> right. You're leaving the audience hanging and it's not a good experience. So you're just breaking it up, giving right. the value, breaking for engagement, then move on to segment two or point two or step two, however you have it broken up, mm-hmm. then engage. And then you just, how many ever points you have, that's how you, how it flows at the end. Um, definitely a call to action and maybe even wrap up the points, like repeat what they learned, mm-hmm. and then um, tell them where to find you and subscribe and all of that good stuff, and then end it. So that's kind of the formula, the the show flow that I like people to go through uh, because it's a really powerful way to kind of get your brain space around it and not leave room for, oh my God, what am I supposed to say now? The more you prepare, and the more you know your stuff, the easier this becomes, which is why I yeah. can literally call you up um, with no warning and say, hey, I want to ask you a question about love. And you go, yeah, shoot, what do you want to know? Sure. You don't need three days to research because you know your stuff so well. If you're an expert in your subject that you're going live about, well, then be the expert, but then deliver. Um, yeah. I hate it when kind of people drag the stuff on. Well, we're just waiting for another five minutes. Um, we're just waiting for another 30 more people. No. I, like, don't well, do it. I don't have that kind of time. I'm here no. for this. You told me it starts at 12. Let's go at 12. One of the tricks that I like to do is to go live kind of five minutes before the due, the due time. You know, when people are already starting to congregate, I am in your chat, starting to already have that engagement. It just gives you a little bit of time to relax, make sure the audio is working. They can see you. You ask them questions. Okay. Well, it was more to kind of break the ice, more okay. where you're from. 
kind of like tell me what niche are you in what is your channel about that well that stuff is great right like the oh, okay. actual the actual engagement the actual conversation oh sure I, but, I thought we were going to have to get like accidentally disconnected now <laughs> 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 okay. but yeah like there's really no point in asking those questions can you see me can you hear me if you've tested your setup and this, you know, in, in obviously things can go wrong, but mm -hmm. for the most part, you should just assume that your setup is good to go. Uh, if you see anything wrong, you'll fix it. If they see anything wrong, they will tell you. Oh, like the audience will. is great at doing that, right? Absolutely. Okay. So it's okay, okay. to kind of chat with them before yeah. we go live, but totally. the thing is just avoid the stupid question like, is this thing on? Because, <laughs> yes. well, you just look like a mom at this stage anyway. Right. Okay. Got you. Okay, sure. Okay. Okay, we're back on track, people. <laughs> we're, we're, we're okay. All right, so, so one of the things that you mentioned in here was, I have my show formula, great. I'm not prepared. I'm planned. I know what's going on. If nobody shows, I'm still going to deliver my message. I'm going to deliver my intro, my outro. It's like a normal video. Okay. This is a, this is a really important point to drive home. You said, Treat it as another video on your channel. If you actually take what you just said to heart, then you are optimizing the heck out of your video before you go live. Uh, you're making sure that you have the right title. You're making sure mm -hmm. that you have the right description. And then trim off for yes. the... Um, out for the recorded portion, trim off any of that pre-engagement mm -hmm. or afterwards or anything like that. Um, and we can talk about some examples if you want of people who do this well, but you want to treat Definitely. it exactly like you would any other video on your channel. Okay. So before we, so as we get into those examples, the one thing we need to remember when you trim a live video on YouTube, you will lose the chat replay. That's true. So, yes. So, it, so unless that's super duper duper important and critical, which in most cases realistically really isn't. It's not. Ever, yeah. If you ever watch somebody's live and uh, you never go through the chat, you kind of, you're there for the, for the content, but just a heads up, it's worth noting. If you trim things off on YouTube on a live video, you will lose that replay of the, of the chat. If you've got any example of somebody that does this really well, we would love to study that. Yeah. So, um, three, three people who do it really, really well. Um, Sean, for instance, Sean Cannell, um, mm -hmm. does live really well from a, an education perspective. Um, and there are different ways that you can do live well, right? So, uh, he does it from an education perspective. He will actually, uh, go live. He gets right to the point. He does engage a little bit in the beginning by calling some people out, but he doesn't spend a ton of time on that. He gets right into the information, has slides, has visuals. He teaches, teaches, teaches. And then for the, at the end is when he does Q&A and really engages, right? So that's a different format mm -hmm. that works really well for the post um, optimization. Because at that point, people have no idea watching it on the replay that it is a replay of a live until they get to the end where there's Q&A, right? Yes, so, absolutely. That's one way. Um, Nick Nimmin is another great person to look at from a community-driven perspective, yes. right? So that he he does a show every Saturday, and he's he's like live for six hours. Um, yes. 
It's ridiculous. Which, yeah. I mean, I can't say anything. I do like long streams of myself all the time, but um, <laughs> it's it, it's a long stream and it's a Q&A based and it's conversational tones and it's uh, a lot of fun, you know, factor built into it. Super chats, hanging out, doing, but also doing channel reviews. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of um, value involved as well. So from a community perspective, it's a lot more, um, relaxed. He, it, it still works for the replay because people are still getting that massive value. Got it. Could you download a live video to your computer once it's done on YouTube, once it's done processing? Yeah, absolutely. So then you could then technically repurpose that content mm-hmm. and then use it elsewhere on other platforms in square formats, things like that. Yeah. And you can, on any platform, if you're using the right software, you can record a copy to your computer. Right. Um, but to, to be honest, even we rely on the YouTube video to just download it so that we're not yeah. taking up processing power on our computer <laughs> to record it. So, yes. I mean, because it's that good, you know? <laughs> okay. Perfect. No, that, that, that's, that makes sense. All right. So let's recap. So we've got kind of, we've got our setup. We now trying to relax as best as humanly possible. We're delivering lots of value. Um, you mentioned that, that some of these guys use slides um, in their presentation. Sean Canal uses mm-hmm. slides in his presentation. Do you recommend adding kind of a slides element or some visual impact versus just like a talking head? Depends on what you're trying to do, right? So yep. the, the more visual you can do, the better, but it's not absolutely necessary. Uh, if you're trying to teach or educate, do how-tos, demos, things like that, you need a visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing Q&As, by the way, don't do Q&As if you're just getting started and you don't yes. know if you're going to have a live audience. That's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? Um, Anybody at all? <laughs> Yes. Crickets, right? So only do Q&As live when you know that you will have an audience show up and ask questions, or you can do pre-submitted questions, or you can plan out your FAQ or something like that. Those are alternatives. But um, anyway, so (laughs) if you are going to just do more hangout streams and and Q&As and things like that, you don't, that like visuals is less important for that. Um, You know, it's, it's, there's no one way to do live video, right? There, uh, just as there's no one way to do anything in life, mm-hmm. there's no one way to do this. It's how you want to supplement your existing content with live video. And so you need to you know, decide what you want to do with live if you, want, if you want it to be its own point of education, if you want right. it to be a community hangout, if you want it to be private for people who are patron members, right? It, there are multiple ways you can do it. So what's your strategy? Decide that first and then build on top of that in terms of do I need visuals or not? Perfect. Okay. So, and, and the key message is there isn't one right way that absolutely you need to fit into that mold. Uh, I suppose right. different channels are going to have their own uniqueness, their own community. If you're a, I don't know, knitting channel, it's going to be different to a tech channel, different to a car channel. And maybe, and then the audience is going to expect different, different items from you as you deliver your live. Um, Correct. Could, could you do live in virtually every niche? Do you think? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Okay. I mean, our students, like they, they range from everything. Like, and sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> right? so, it's, okay. It really can work in everything. The, the only thing it probably shouldn't work in is like, if you're a spy, yeah. <laughs> well, 
probably not good for you. So definitely. And, and we, we go live five days a week at least. And three of those are public streams and we do different formats so that we can showcase the different ways you can do live video, right? So one is like our mobile day where we are out and about with really high quality gear and we're taking people on experiences. It's longer streams. So it's, it's IRL. And then our Wednesday streams are very, um, they're shorter, they're more compact, they're really value oriented. And then our Friday streams are fun. And so it's more like Friday fun. We're community, we are providing value, we're, but we're also hanging out. It's very engagement oriented, right? So right. we kind of like to showcase the different styles of live. And then our two other streams are private for members. And we do those two different ways as well for them. So there are just a lot of different styles that you can play with and it, it, ma- it needs to match your personality for sure. And the energy that you bring, if you're going to be flat by, if you promised yourself you do three lives a week and by the second one, you're absolutely done, your audience <laughs> is going to feel that. Um, oh, yes. So uh, do you find that it takes a lot out of you? Yeah. I mean, after 13 years, I'm pretty used to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do events like so CES or NAB show where I'm live for eight hours a day. Our longest IRL stream is 13 hours. I've just learned how to just go and just have fun and, and power through it. Um, but at the end of uh, at the end of like a you know eight hour or 13 hour day, sure. I'm sure I'm tired. I'm puckered out. But um, <laughs> the the you know some people thrive on live like we do. Um, and that's why we teach it. Right. So, um, but some people it is more draining for. And so at first it's definitely going to be more draining. Like you're going to be like, you get off and you're, you're either going to feel, whoa, I need, I think it's wine o'clock right now. Right. (laughs) Or you're going to be like, whoa, that was so amazing. I'm so fired up and ah, this is awesome. It goes one of two ways, right? And so you need to pay attention to that. Now, once you get over the fear and once you're getting through all of the the muddy waters in the beginning, mm-hmm. then that's when you really need to start to pay attention to how you feel about it because it, you're going to probably feel a little more drained at first while you're dealing yes. with all yeah. of the muddiness. Um but once you're once you're past that, you've done lots of them. Um, then it, it it just eventually becomes really addicting, you know, because you're having conversations and it's really um, as you get the audience going and you have conversations happening. It's just it's firing. It fires you up. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, uh, it's not really any more draining than anything else we do uh, because we've been doing it for so long. But there's mm-hmm. nothing better than getting on a live stream with lots of people waiting in the chat and you, you throw out a simple question, where are you from? And people from around the world. Are here. So cool. How cool is that? You know, yeah. Let's talk audience. How do we build an audience? What are some tips that you can give us to really push that messaging out beyond the whole, just share it on social media, obviously? Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, we need to just make sure that we're all on the same page. It's going to take some time. Good. And it's okay, going to take like some it. consistency, right? Uh, just like everything else, you need to be consistent. You need to have a live video show, uh, same day, same time, every week that people can show up to. 
Um, and beyond that, once you're mentally prepared for that, uh, you know, you want to do the things that we talked about before in terms of treating your video like a, any other video. Uh, so live should be optimized. It should be thought ahead of time. Like what is, what are people searching for? What do people want from me? Uh, so that you can have, um, you can catch people's attention when you right. go live. Otherwise, if you're not, if you're not really catching people's attention with the description or the title, mm -hmm. uh, then you definitely are not going to see anybody pop on to because people are busy, right? So you yeah. have to, you have to really entice them. And by the way, that's what, yeah. what a, a good thumbnail strategy at this stage um, help here as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that's an area we could work on because we don't do it because we go live so often. We don't really put more effort into our thumbnails until after. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but your, your community but, knows you by now. So they know right, when they right. you, they, they instantly recognize, okay, I've got to make time for this. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. The rest of us who are kind of trying to go from zero to one, yes. um, we need to remember that a, when you go live, you get that notification that goes out to your subscribers. If you've already got a channel, if they if their thumbnails awesome and it looks like it's you're gonna having this is gonna be a good time, I think it's gonna sell help people bring people over. One thousand percent. Okay, cool. Just make sure. I'm feeling like I'm being graded here, so this is why I'm. No. <laughs> where's my red pencil? Yeah, where's my red? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, all right. So now I'm kind of I've, I've optimized. I've got my thumbnails. I've got my titles, my description, my tags. Anything else I can do to to prepare before I go live or to grow my audience? Um, the, yeah, just all of the optimization things, the thumbnail, mm -hmm. all of that is, is key. Um, make sure that if you have like an Instagram account and you have some followers on there, do stories leading up to it. You want to treat this Ooh. as an event that you want people to show up to, right? So make sure that you um, work up towards it, right? So know what you're going to be talking about a week in advance. And then um, say it on your live stream for the next week. Uh, say, hey, by next, but next week we're going to be talking about this on Instagram. Go to uh, use your stories the 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 day of and the day before. Especially make sure that people know what's coming, that they have to join. Give them an easy way to do that, um, and then you can kind of work, uh, work the party up, uh, across social, uh, right. across, uh, email list. If you have an email list, you definitely want to invite your email yes. list. Uh, so all of the things, all of your assets, you want to think about your properties, your social properties as your assets, email list, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, these are all assets that are vital to your promotion strategy ahead of time and after. That was my next question. It's like, okay, so I've done this thing. I've got over my, this amazing fear. People actually showed up. Um, we had a lovely time. They're, everything looks fine. Uh, I think I needed to do like a couple of shots afterwards to calm down. And <laughs> I loved it. Do I then just leave it as is? Or is there something I should be doing following the live stream to kind of thank the community? Or should I be doing something else? Yeah, I mean, you can do all kinds of things, but for from a promotional standpoint, you should definitely uh, make sure, again, it's optimized. Like you've already pre-optimized it, but maybe something changed. You talked about something that you need to add another link in there or, hey, maybe it took a completely different turn. You need to re-optimize right. it. Like make sure that everything's fine-tuned. Uh, then promote the heck out of it again. Um, one great thing that you can do is, you know, you said thank your audience, right? So 
choose a one moment from the stream and say, oh man, just go out on Instagram, do another story and be like, oh man, you just missed this. I call it the you missed it strategy. Right? <laughs> like the FOMO. Yes. Strategy. Um, and so like say, oh my gosh, you missed it. Like, so-and-so did this amazing thing or said this amazing thing, or we had this crazy cool conversation that led to this, or, hey, I fell off my chair while I was live <laughs> and you missed it. <laughs> right? Create yes. a story around something that happened and share that to help promote it after the fact. Um, that way you're not just promoting the same thing. It's a different angle. Oh, and, and stuff is going to happen in a live. And that's the whole thing about live. You can have the same show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and different things will happen at different days. The audience is going to be different. People are going to say different things. Funny things are going to happen. Horrible things are going to happen. Yep. I, I, so I love that idea of being able to cut that and say, oh my God, you sh you, I cannot believe you missed that. This is what happened. That's going to make someone go, oh, I need to be on the next one. Why did I miss that? Exactly. Okay. Brilliant. And maybe even clip it, right? Like take, take a no. video editor and clip just that piece that you want to showcase and, and put that on Twitter as a GIF or, or mm -hmm. something, right? So like you can share in multiple different ways. So get creative in this process. Why people like love live so much? Because it's raw, because it's not overly produced, because it's yes. not perfect. It's, I mean, I was watching one of your streams. You guys were out in a park somewhere. You were setting up. Everything was going well. And then somebody opened, had like a birthday party next to you in the <laughs> middle of your stream. Yeah. And it all went uh, belly up. But you know Yeah, what? we had to actually move. <laughs> it, 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 but what was awesome is that you didn't lose people in that live stream. People were just saying, hey, no problem. Let's go for a walk with the dogs and we'll hang uh -huh. out here. And that was the beauty of this. It wasn't that it was, Cut, action, you know, clip, um, and then it's done. It was just you guys. And it was yeah. us all hanging out. And then it felt like we were all there together, literally just hanging out. Yeah. Um, it, a, key a key component to that is oh, I would have lost viewers had I had this reaction. <gasps> Crap. Oh my God, I won't be able to now do this. What am I going to do? I'm so sorry, guys. I know you can't hear me because of this freaking party going on over here. I, oh man, mm -hmm. life sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which instantly. honestly is the way a lot of people actually react when things go wrong. They apologize or over apologize. They freak out. But the, ter the, the approach was going back to that whole experience we're creating the experience based on our reactions to what happens. Um, and so again, you are in control of everything. You just need to make sure that you are creating what you want. Yeah. And I think that's so, so, so key for love. It's you're, you're in charge. You're making it happen or not happen. People are going to react to you and how you react to whatever's going on. When that tornado thing hit, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I said to kind of the audience, I said, okay, we're still going to do this, but if anything falls on my head, please phone my insurance company and give them a clip. You know, <laughs> lots of lulls in the chat, lots of like, are you sure you want to do this? Is everything okay? And we're like, ah, it's just a tornado. No, what's a little wind could do, you know? And then we just, we just went with it. So we started yeah. a little bit late and it was perfectly fine. People want to kind of understand 
a better way of doing life? Because I think we all agree that life is going to get better, not worse. The technology is getting easier. It's getting cheaper. I think a lot of the platforms are going to start embracing more and more of life as LinkedIn has recently. Mm-hmm. Should, should live really be part of our kind of content strategy, if not now, in the future? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and now is better because you'll be ahead of the curve. So the one thing that will never change with live is that that fear for people. Of course. Um, because it's just, it's live and, and people always fear what they can't control. But you've learned now today that you can control it. You just have to have the right attitude. Yep. Um, I will say that the the, you know, the generation growing up now fears it a whole lot less. So they will certainly kind of come into it a little bit more naturally um, because it's just like they're on Instagram, they're taking photos, they're doing stories. And by the way, that's one of the easiest ways to get used to doing live is doing 15 second stories throughout the day. Um, Kind of good tip. Yeah. So anyway, um, I would say get into it now so that you're getting through that process, getting good at it while it's still an early adopter thing. To live be part of the strategy, not just for content, but maybe part of the strategy of growing your subscriber base or growing your followers or growing or even doing sales within your business. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All the things. All, all, of, all of the above. <laughs> Final, before we wrap up, if people want to find you, they want to get more information, what's the best way to do that? This is my plug myself moment. <laughs> so we uh, are on all the channels uh, under live streaming pros. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram under my name, if you can spell Luria Petrucci, more points to you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then um, we also have a community site called Create Live. It's C-R-E, the number eight, live.com, where we are creating the place to be for live streamers so so that you can get support emotionally training uh community connection uh we brainstorm a lot about how to fix problems and what to do in this scenario or that scenario and the new things that you can do and just it is the community to be in um for live video so uh we're getting a whole bunch of influencers involved as well so it's it's a cool space uh, outside of all these platforms with our algorithms. <laughs> all these links. So if you've missed anything, um, they'll all be in the show notes, of course, so that you can get that wonderful download that um, we, were, we were offered. So thank you for that, for that show formula. Oh, show flow. Sorry, not formula. Yeah. Show flow. And then, of course, I will, will link to everything. So definitely go check it out. Laria, always fun. Graham, always a pleasure chatting with you. We will see you at the next event. Thank you for making the time and sharing so much with us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. I had a blast. Thanks. And for the rest of you still listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application so you get all this every Thursday as we release new episodes. And we all know one person who's been dying to go live but just hasn't had the strength to actually push that live button, share this episode with them so that they can actually do it. Because at the end of the day, we're one creator community and we just want to help each other out. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. 
head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.